Hey, what's up, guys? This is Dion Brown, and you are listening to Man Versus Brand. Uh, I want to talk to you guys a bit about the power of healing. So we've had multiple conversations on the podcast about healing in various forms. We've talked to grief counselors. We've talked to people who were uh, in the business of producing the best results when it comes to health, spirituality, uh, digestion, wellness, right? There's so many facets of what it means to be healthy, what it means to heal, what it means to transform. Now, I'm going to add to that mix a conversation that's focused specifically on the power of healing through sound. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I had a time period where um, I broke my ankle. I think most of the people that know me personally uh, can attest to how much of a traumatic experience that was. I was in Mexico. I was riding dirt bikes. Uh, ATVs for uh, a friend's birthday out in Tulum, flipped my ATV and broke my ankle. I think I ended up fracturing it in two places. Well, spent a lot of time in the healing process in my bed. And, you know, in the midst of the pain, in the midst of what was going on in my body healing, I found this YouTube channel that was focused on chanting and vibrational healing. I didn't know much about it. I actually listened to that thing for hours. It sounded like a mix of drumming, a mix of chanting, and a mix of humming. I don't know if in fact that thing helped to heal me, but it sure gave me a more restful sleep. So anyway, we're going to talk to somebody who is passionate about the healing properties of music and the healing properties of sound. We're going to start that episode in five, four, three, two, one. Still trying to figure out the keys to life? Well, according to the locks, it's money, power, and respect. Learn to gain or grow these three concepts with Dion Brown and his podcast. With 20 years of expertise in guiding and coaching businesses and brands at the highest level, Dion is having the conversations that can lead to your big breakthrough. Welcome, and let's begin. All right, guys, so we're back, and I have on the podcast with me Mark Romero. Now, let me give you a little background. He can speak to his own experience a bit better than I can, of course, but I'll tell you a little bit about him, right? So Mark is a musician, Will find out how great of a musician he actually is. And uh, and he's found uh, some significant correlation between healing and music. So why don't we say what's up to Mark Romero. Mark, why don't you say hello to the podcast audience? Hey, Dion. Hello, everybody. So glad to be here. Looking forward to diving into this ever intriguing subject matter. That's for sure. All right. So, um, so give me a little bit backstory, right? How did you get into, uh, music? Where did you start and and how did you really sort of transition into this space? You know, I think I started where, you know, every kid starts. I went to go see a really cool concert, was inspired, proceeded to go home and torment my dad, kind of like rain on rock, you know, give me a guitar, man. Give me a guitar. Give me a guitar. I need to jam like David Gilmore or something like that. 
And so I started off in high school playing music, something that was a hobby, something that was fun for me. You know, I didn't have this grandiose vision of becoming a rock star or anything like that. I just loved to play the guitar. I, it was love at first strum, picked it up, never put it down. You know, over the course of that time, I went and got serious about life, I guess, quote, serious and went and got a day job and, you know, worked my way up the corporate ladder to CEO over the course of 19 years. And music was something that I did as my own personal therapy. I had my best concerts in the safety of my bedroom at home, but it was something that was intertwined through my life. I just love this idea of playing and making up music and improvising and getting into all kinds of different things. I would love to say it was my grand, you know, mastermind vision to become a music and energy healer. That was certainly not part of my agenda, but you know what? Life sometimes laughs at our agendas and brings new opportunities and new ways of expressing and new discovery of new gifts that we all have to one degree or another. And got into music and energy healing through the most random of circumstances. All right. So when we talk about uh, energy, sound, healing, right? Like I think of in my head, like the Tibetan singing bowl. Like, so are you, is that what you're doing or is there, is there different sort of um, methodologies or genres to uh, healing through sound? Or is it just kind of, you know, you, you hit a certain frequency and whatever, uh, instrument you you use to hit that frequency, it then transmits into a uh, healing energy. There's really a couple of different areas around sound healing. So like you said, with the Tibetan bowls or sound bowls, which are very popular these days, they produce a certain note or tone. That note or tone has certain maybe physiological benefits, mental benefits, has an impact upon the listener. And that is certainly a valid field of sound healing in itself. And we all know, if we all listen to music, we know that we can listen to our favorite music and shift our emotional state, you know, transform our energy, all kinds of different things, or sometimes even bring ourselves down or to bring ourselves up on a higher level. So we know there's an inherent power within music itself. The third aspect kind of goes in the area where I dabble into, which is I'm a guitarist, so I don't do bowls. And I found out through random circumstance, a former top consultant to NASA got a hold of my first music CD that I produce and discovered frequencies in the music that actually tune and harmonize listeners' energy fields, which this kind of opens up to a whole new area of sound healing, and that is through the power of intention. So when I first got into this field, somebody said, oh, you should go to this cool event in, in Santa Fe, New Mexico with all these sound healer guys and, and learn, you know. So I go watch their demo video and it's a bunch of boring scientist dudes with pocket protectors, you know, talking about sound and vibration and how it impacts us. But one guy said one thing that just flipped the switch and he said, music is the carrier wave for intention. And I was intrigued by that. What? I can program music with my intention and then use music as a carrier wave to get that intention out into the world. And that was what opened up this whole other aspect. We experience it anyways, you know, with different types of music, there's high vibrating music, there's low vibrating music. 
where the artist's intention goes into that piece that they're creating. Well, that intention carries out through the sound waves. Those sound waves, of course, impact the body's energy field. They impact the listener, not only through the ears, but on an energetic level. So there are so many evolving fields around sound healing. And ultimately, all of them have their own space for being able to positively and powerfully impact people's lives. Okay. Uh, that sounds great. I, I want to break it down a bit, right? Because, um, you know, you, you hear a lot about intention and about energy. Um, and uh, for me, right, like it, 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 and for the listener, I would imagine, because I'm going to use myself as a stand-in, right? Like crystals can carry energy and put in, right? There are so many mechanisms to deliver energy and intent, right? So, in 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 a in a musical sense, do you find that listening to music um, can actually create a physical change, an emotional change, a spiritual change? Right, because when you talk about healing and you talk about intent, right, the question is, well, what are they actually intending for to for for something to happen, right? What are they actually intending to happen? So is it something that potentially can heal our bodies? Is it healing our mindset, which then heals our body? Or is it healing our spirit, which then uplifts our mindset, which then ultimately heals our body? Like, how do you see that process actually happening? Well, it's an excellent question. And perhaps maybe I'll share how I got introduced to the whole field. So I get connected to this scientist, this guy from NASA. He was a former top consultant to NASA. He was involved in a study looking at the implications of negative energy disruptors in our environment. So 80,000 man-made chemicals in our air, food, and water. We've all been surrounded by the latest and greatest technology. We've got 5G, 4G, 3G, Wi-Fi, smart meters, EMFs, everything being beamed through our space that these scientists were looking at the negative implications upon health, well-being, state of mind, ability to access higher levels of consciousness, so definitely bringing in the spiritual aspect into that. I get invited to this lecture. At this point in time, I had never heard of quantum physics, energy, never thought of looking at myself as anything more than what I experienced through my senses, which I think is probably the case for most of us. I get to this lecture and they're saying, no, who we see in the mirror is the tip of the iceberg of who and what we are. We are these magnificent expressions of this field of consciousness that makes up everything in the universe. So I'm blown away at this point. But then they start showing and doing demonstrations how things we use every day, like a cell phone, like a laptop computer, or like furniture polish, actually compromise our energy, putting us into a weakened state ultimately opening the door to negative effects upon our health and well-being. So I'm witnessing this through all this different physical testing they're doing on stage live. And then they ask me to come up and play. I come up and play and I see people's physical energy shift instantly in front of my eyes. I'm like, what the heck? Increases in strength, flexibility, endurance, coordination, and balance, which are five physical shifts you will experience when you tune your field. You see, we're not just flesh and blood. We have a field of energy around us. Quantum physicists and people from NASA call it the biofield. The esoterics call it the aura. That field of energy 
corresponds to the energy centers within the body that conduct how you operate and show up here and play the game of life. When that energy gets into a disharmonious state, you experience stress, you experience compromised uh, energy, compromised strength, your mental functions are impacted, your ability to connect into, let's say, your sixth sense, your intuition, your creativity gets compromised. And so there's definitely a huge effect that happens upon us by these things in the environment. What I discovered that night is that there's something coming through me through the music that has the ability to lift people above those negative effects, helping them to restore harmony in their body, their mind, and their spirit. And out of this discovery and connection, uh, I basically, over the course of almost 20 years now, created a music and energy healing technology that I'm utilizing to help people to heal their lives, to expand their consciousness and their awareness, to remember their greatness. And then ultimately, the area that I'm so intrigued about is our ability to manifest our desired results. And so that's where I focus my work on now. And I have seen tremendous shifts and breakthroughs in people's lives over the course of those years. Got it. So, so let me ask this before I move into my next question. So when, when you talk about the five things that are affected, um, I can't remember your specific term for it, but when you talk about those five things, um, how are those things measured? Like what's the metrics where you go? Is it something that is visible? Is it something that is audible? Is it something that like the frequency changes on? Like what, what, what actually determines how that shift is being monitored, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So they were using two primary techniques, okay? okay? They were doing physical testing, so applied kinesiology, range of motion, strength testing, all these physical things, you know, somebody lifting, you know, a weight or something or just bending over to touch their toes. And then the music would play and there would be this measurable shift. One of the demonstrations they did, which really blew me away, was they had five people, one person sitting in a chair, one person grabbing each leg, and they go, okay, lift them up. Well, inevitably, everybody lifts at different strength levels, and the person's barely hanging on or whatever. Okay, put them back down. Okay, Mark, start playing. I start playing. They repeat the test. They almost put the guy's head into the ceiling, synchronistic and in harmony with each other. Now, even that night, I didn't really believe what I saw a witness, and I actually had an opportunity to sit in Doc's office. Quite honestly, I told him, Doc, I think you're full of it, man. Give me a break. He said, let me show you something. So he has me stand on one leg with one arm out this way, one arm out the other way. I'm doing a crunch, and I'm testing those five physical factors, strength, flexibility, endurance, coordination, and balance. And so he pushes on my leg and my arm. I fall over like anybody would. Then... He takes the CD and sticks it in my shirt. He doesn't even play the freaking music. And he repeats the test. And it was like my leg became a pillar. He's pushing down. I am not tipping over. I'm like going, okay, I cannot deny what I'm experiencing through my senses. So on a physical level, you can measure through these different strength techniques and applied kinesiology, strength, flexibility, endurance, coordination, and balance. But then they took it to another level through brain mapping and showing how the brain responded to the music and how it actually harmonized the frequency ranges in the brain. 
the four main frequency ranges that we all operate with and go through our lives daily and how we're all out of tune. You know, we wonder why we struggle in life. It's because we're in a disharmonious state. Well, when you create and harmonize your field, the brain responds. And that's where you get this impact and improvements in memory, focus, creativity, intuition, these functions associated with each of the hemispheres. All right. So in a, in a, in a, in a practical application, would the concept that classical music improves concentration and discipline be an example of what we're discussing? Just to give a practical application for people who are, are listening. Is that absolutely something? absolutely classical music in itself? Remember, we talked about those fields of sound healing. Classical music in itself is high vibration and very beneficial. There was a, a book written a number of years ago called Power Versus Force by Dr. David Hawkins. And this guy created a system on how he could calibrate different things. And he created a scale from zero to 1000, 1000 being like, you know, enlightenment, zero being the lowest of lows of lows. And he calibrated different music, Mozart music, uh, classical music vibrated at a very high level, lyrics with hate lyrics. And, you know, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to shoot you or whatever vibrated at a very low level. He determined in his study that anything below 200 took energy away anything above 200 began to give energy to the individual. So it was really probably one of the best, you know, one of the most comprehensive things. And then there's also been, of course, a number of things on studies on the Mozart effect and the effect of music itself. Now I can say this, Mozart music being very high vibration, but it doesn't tune your field. And it doesn't give the ability to keep your field, your energy in harmony when being exposed to energy disruptors in the environment. 80,000 man-made chemicals in our air, food, and water, and of course the technology we were talking about earlier. And so that's where there was a shift and a difference because they had these scientists had tested thousands of different types of music and they were looking for a very specific. It had to tune the body, create the shift, but it had to do that when somebody was holding a cell phone, when somebody was holding something that was uh, negative to the body's energy field. And that's how basically I got into the whole, um, you know, field of music and energy healing. Got it. So how large of a field is this? Like how many people are doing what you're doing out in the world? Is there like, uh, is there some sort of association? Is it sort of loosely individualized? Is there some level of certification? Like how, what's what's your what's the field like and, and you know how many participants are there out there well you you know the, now it's becoming much more popular we're beginning to realize the power of sound and how you were listening to those chants and those things when you were recovering there's an inherent benefit there there's Himalayan bowl certifications, there are sound bowl certifications that are out there and that's primarily operating within that first area of expertise where you're producing a specific note or tone that creates a physiological, mental, emotional, spiritual response. There's tuning forks and there's all kinds of different things that you can get 
The area that I operate in is a little bit different because I asked Dr. Jones, where's this energy coming from? Is it the guitar? Was it because it was made by some cool dude in Spain? And he said, no, it's something that comes through you. I don't know how you got access to it. And you're using music as a way to get it out into the world. So it's not so much about the specific notes and tones. It's just using music as a carrier wave to get this harmonizing energy out in the world. I didn't, you know, I would love to say I developed this consciously and on purpose, and this was my master plan, but no, it was something that unfolded and that I learned as a result of getting connected to Doc Jones and then further learning about quantum physics and energy and the power of intention and also doing sessions with people and, and what came up out of that, what I learned from that and how it really opened up to a whole nother level where I could create a specific piece of music with an intention. And if that person was willing to create the shift, they could play that music in their space and create a breakthrough in their life, whether it was through forgiveness or loving themselves more or having more compassion or confidence or whatever it might be. I mean, so I'm going to be fair. I'm going to be honest, Mark, because this podcast is not one that is self-serving in any manner, right? Like it's about being honest. Um, there's a part of me that just wants to tell you, well, play something right now, right? I wanna, I wanna experience the sound of it, right? Um, and that part I think is the more analytical, critical side of me, right? I'm like, I wanna experience this right now. There's another part of me that also recognizes if you've ever, if you've ever been to like, I don't know, um, a Grateful Dead concert, if you've ever listened to Dave Matthews Jam, if you've been to um, and saw uh, Andrea Bocelli uh, sing, if you've ever been to a gospel, like a Pentecostal gospel church then there's something in the music, right? There's something in the music that shifts uh, your emotional stance that can enrapture you into the feelings that are intended by the performer or by the band. And, and you watch in mass, if you've ever been to one of those people sort of swaying or dancing or cheering um, in, in mass, right? In mass, they are they are exhibiting the same reaction to the music. So in a way, I think that that I, I've seen this phenomenon that you're describing in action. I think the question I have is um how does how how, how do you see um your music affecting individuals, right? Because this one, here, here's where I'm going with this. Because if I listen to a taped recording that you did in the studio, I imagine it's not the same as a live version of it, which is why so many of these sorts of musical experiences have live tapes, right? The Grateful Dead live, Dave Matthews live, Andrea Bocelli live, gospel music's live, right? Because the, the, the recorded version just doesn't, or the, the studio recorded version typically just doesn't have that same electricity, right? So, so 
if I said, play me something right now, are, are you playing from like a live version? Are you playing from a recorded version? Like my, my analytical brain wants to hear it, but there's a part of me that says, even if you hear it, it may not necessarily be the same as if, Mark, you just took out a guitar and just started playing from your soul. So how do you translate that live sort of phenomenon into a recorded sound? I think the phenomena you're talking about is there's something magical that happens, as you mentioned, when you see music live. You get to see the artists, the lights, the people that perhaps maybe are in the audience with you. There's a whole nother level of experience that comes into that. And then to actually see the artist jam to you're receiving that information, not only to your ears, but you're able to have a visual experience and an emotional experience of being in this space and in this venue, which is certainly a component of the healing properties of all music has okay. the potential to be, you know, I have found that now I'm not a, I don't perform a lot in person. Certainly after the COVID debacle, you know, there, that definitely went out the door and I was doing everything online, either live or through recordings. And what I have found is that people can have an amazing experience either way. Okay. You know, obviously, if you're listening to a recording, you're not getting to have that experience of being in person and seeing the emotional expression of the artist while they're playing or, or connect with other people in the audience or feeling the mysticism of the lights and all that stuff that shows up when you go see a live experience. So there's definitely a component there. But over now and almost doing this for 20 years now, most of the people that I've had an impact in life are listening to a recording. Yeah, I do live stuff, but that's able to translate. And I think part of the reason why is when you, your energy is in tune and in harmony, mm -hmm. it opens up the space for healing and transformation in a way that's really kind of goes beyond the experience itself or the specific note or tone. It gives the ability, and now I've witnessed this for many people, is the ability to kind of reach within themselves and let go of the old thoughts, the old stories, the old limiting beliefs that say they're anything but magnificent, anything but wonderful, anything but deserving of the blessings of life. And it makes it real easy to release and dissipate what's no longer serving. The other thing I found when people are in this harmonized state, it's very interesting to plant the seeds for how you want to be in life. Let's say you want to be more compassionate. Let's say you want to be more prosperous. Let's say you want to be more successful. You can plant the seeds in that energetic state and it's like they take to the soil much easier. And so these are things that I've seen occur over now in a number of miraculous ways. I think probably one of the best stories is the very first person that I ever did a session with where I got the idea of playing a music with an intention. She was a young lady came to me as a very common issue, 10 years attracting the same kind of man, same SOB, no matter what I do, he shows up different body. So we're chatting. I'm like going, okay, she's holding on to resentment. Okay. Who are you resentful against? What well, ends up that she'd had a very volatile relationship with her father and had never really done deep seated forgiveness work. And I just asked her the question, you open to forgiving your dad. She said, yeah, I am. I said, okay, I'm going to play a piece of music on forgiveness. Never played it before. Okay, I push the record button, out comes a tune with the intention of forgiveness. It's almost like the guitar played me. I recorded it, sent it to her. She calls me up three days later. You're not gonna believe what happened. I said, what happened? My dad called me today, out of the blue, and said, you know what, 10 years is way too long. 
to have all this unresolved stuff between us? Are you open to sitting down and talking about reconciliation and forgiveness? And she goes, he would never do that. My dad's like macho man, dude. That's like totally not his way of being. I said, we all need to realize the outer world is a reflection of the inner. You set the intention to forgive your dad. You played this piece of music in your space. What shows up? An opportunity to forgive your dad. Because basically over the course of the 10 years in her relationships, she was creating relationships with her dysfunctional dad trying to heal what needed to be healed. And that's part of the amazingness of what we're awakening to, of that life is an inside out job. Everybody's trying to change their life out there. It's, it's like going into the bathroom and brushing the mirror instead of your head. It doesn't work. And that's why we, we see the same reoccurring problem, reoccurring problem. Oh, the war on drugs. You are never going to end the war of drugs out there. Well, it has so, to be ended within ourselves. So, so let me let me just try to make a correlation, right? Because I'm really, I really am, am trying to to get it, and I think something clicked for me, and, and maybe it will, and maybe it won't. I think um, the live thing was something that I was I was toying with because in the moment that thing is producing and allowing people to be present in that moment, right? And so you're aligning your energy to the music's energy and therefore that thing happens in mass but i think i do agree with you that you know the spectacle of it all the lights the camera all i mean you know just all of it kind of makes it makes it happen so is this is this something more like meditation like how you can go through a guided meditation right and so meditations will typically have a specific focus as to what you're being guided through and then it allows you to find that thing as an individual that you connect with in the meditation. So the meditation is written for everyone who wants to approach a very specific thing. So it might be forgiveness, it might be healing, it might be finances, it might be relationships, right? And, and there's one sort of script and a person is walking you through that script. And as you walk through it, possibly as you would walk through the, the sound of the music, you start to self-discover the way that that thing in the meditation applies specifically to you and what you're looking to journey through. Is that sort of similar? I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get yeah, it a little bit. That's part of what I do. I, okay. I create guided meditations. I call them energy harmonizations. Okay. I have a, a, a program called Heal Your Life at the Speed of Sound, and it's six modules and you know, the first one's opening. It's about opening to your power, opening to your ability to create your life. You set an intention in this step and you guide it through this process. And then you begin to visualize the end result, you know, and you see the end result, you feel the end result. And that sets the creative process in motion. The second session, let's say, for example, is release and dissipate. It's about going to the energy behind your challenge, the disharmony you're experiencing in your life could be a health challenge, a prosperity block, a relationship mishap or whatever. And you get to the energy of it, the emotion of it, and you release and you dissipate it. You release it out of your field. See, we're all walking around with all these thoughts, beliefs, and perceptions that we picked up from our mom or dad, from the media, from school that limit us. We're like here playing the cosmic game of hide and seek. 
you know come in here with all of our power all of our grandeur all of our beauty we're born we promptly forget every single bit of it and then we got parents that pull their stuff on us we got the school that says oh you're not smart if you don't memorize things from this piece of paper to this piece of paper and we program ourselves with limiting beliefs and we hide our power and then at some point in our life we go you know what there's got to be something more to life and we begin this process of rediscovering and experiencing the truth of who and what we are. And sometimes you need to have just music can help create that space, guided imagery with prompts and stuff like that to kind of like support and move the person through the process. Absolutely very powerful. Okay, uh, now last sort of question, um, and then I wanna to talk to you about um, what, what music, what stuff you have out there that folks can get uh, engaged with. Now, so, how do you work with other people that are in similar fields? Um, so like nutritionists um, or like, you know, physical therapists or do you work with others so that, you know, that that it almost becomes like a lifestyle approach for the person where their diet is now matching their the 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 needs of the field that they're trying to produce which is producing better results with their body like is this sort of like a singular activity or is this something that um can be interconnected to other things that they're doing possibly like yoga or some other activities that they're working on yeah i just played for a yoga class last night so i mean it's like you know yoga which is very healing at least a yin yoga is very healing and restorative and then combining it with healing music really creates this healing experience. So I'm not like, oh, it's my thing and don't do anything else. I have people who use other forms of therapy that combine it with the music. I have joint venture projects that I've worked on where people are doing meditations and their meditations with their philosophy and for their audience. And I'm providing the musical background and creating this energetic state to help their listeners really embody the intention of what they're conveying. You know, I've done projects with EFT practitioners, which is emotional freedom technique. That's where we tap on the meridians in, in the body to clear things out, combine that with music. So I always kind of look at it as kind of like people come with the cake and I can add a little bit of frosting on top of it to really um, help enhance what it is they're trying to do. Absolutely. All right. So let's talk like I'm in the audience. I'm listening right now. I'm like, hey, this sounds like something that I want to engage with, something I want to listen to, something that I want to subscribe to. How do I get in contact uh, with your music? How do well, I find it? Website's always the best place to start. MarkRomeroMusic.com, Mark with the K, R-O-M-E-R-O music.com. You can sign up for a free track of high vibration music. You can experiment. It's a track called The Journey. It's a really beautiful piece. You're getting stressed out. You're getting angry at somebody. You're upset about something that happened in your life. Go push play on that thing. Breathe in the notes and see what opens up for you. So that's a great way to experience the music. And then I'm on social media at Mark Romero Music on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook. And, you know, plug in. I, I deliver messages, musical notes, everything designed to help people rise above the static and the noise of the craziness of our world today and begin to remember your point of power isn't out there it's in here and it's time for all of us to begin to embody that and start recreating our lives and ultimately collectively start recreating the world we live in so those are the best places to go learn more experience more and check it out 
Absolutely. Second question might have been answered in the first, but I would be neglectful not to ask this. If I'm a musician, which I, Dion Brown, am not, but if I was a musician um, and I felt that there might be some correlation between my music and and healing, um, do I go to your website to maybe find out about more about that and fine tuning that for myself? You can certainly learn more about the overall field at okay. the website. And then also part of the work that I've engaged and I've learned in over the years, what I do and the energy that comes through can be taught to others and can be activated within others. And then they can express it and project it in their own unique way, depending on their type of music. It could be artwork, it could be jewelry making. The energy can be put into anything, which is a whole nother subject for another day <laughs> absolutely all right cool well thank you so much i um i have two questions uh same two questions i ask of every guest that's uh on man versus brand and uh i'm interested to see hear your answer so the first is what on any streaming platform youtube included um have you recently watched that you thoroughly enjoyed Oh my, that's a good question. What have I watched recently that I have just like thoroughly enjoyed? You know, I got to say, I'm not really like the most exciting dude looking for inspirational stuff on the net. I was like learning how to EQ voices in the room. I got excited about that, but that's probably not going to apply to many people. I mean, but, but, that, but that's that's actually part of the, the, the reason why these two questions are asked because, um, you know, it allows people to connect to something that someone that they're connecting to thought was great, right? So if I'm listening and I'm like, wow, Mark sounds like an awesome guy, I'm interested to know what he consumes. Like, what is he consuming on a daily basis? Or what does he consume that he really likes? So it's just another way for the audience to connect to something that you like. So even if it is super niche and super specific, like we've had people give super specific things where like, look up this title of this specific programming on this specific network um it's something that i liked and people actually went and, and checked it out and so yeah even if it's something super specific someone out there is going to want to check it out well and i think i think your question is awesome because we have to be so attentive to what it is that we do consume yep you know we want to feed ourselves with what uplifts us which which reaches us to new next levels i just I've been off media, mainstream media, all that stuff now. Yep. I don't watch it. I don't engage in headlines. I don't look at nothing. I live in a blissful world. Yeah. Now, does that make me in a state of denial? I don't know. You know, so if you are going to go out there and consume, I always like to learn and grow. I think, you know, we're constantly learning and growing. And I believe I need to constantly learn and grow. So I go and I learn things about the power of thought. I go and watch things, you know, about how to EQ vocals and, and Logic Pro, you know, and all these different things to continue to help to support me in my expression and what it is that I'm bringing forward and in my own personal evolution. You know, we're all in this evolution, learning and growing all the time. All right, so let's reframe this. Is there a YouTube channel that you really like? Gosh, like I... I like this guy, Kai Narazi. He's a flamenco guitarist. Adam Del Monte, flamenco guitarist, do lessons. He All right. To me, beautiful music. So yeah, let's let's stick Sorry with that, to be man. man. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm like, oh, Give people me... aren't going to get excited about EQing a voice unless Give... you're an art, you know, uh, somebody like yourself or an artist. Give give me give me those two names again. 
Adam Del Monte. Okay. Oh, and oh, okay. Jesse Cook. I love Jesse Cook's music. Very inspirational for me. Okay. Uh, musically wise to listen, to watch him play. He's just masterful. All right. So uh, the second question is, is what's something that you like to consume that people may not uh, obviously think that you enjoy by knowing you? Something I love to consume. Well, I am a big time fan of yoga. Um, yoga has blessed my life. I practice Ashtanga. I practice some other variations. It has helped me to gain mastery over my mind, which is an ever unfolding process. It has helped me to revitalize my health, my well-being. People ask me how old you are. I tell them, they're like, what? There's no way. I'm out there with all the young kids doing yoga, and it has been an extreme blessing in my life. By far, has been masterful. Awesome. So, guys, you've now heard from Mark Romero. He's talked to us about the healing properties of music, the healing properties when you decide to align yourself and connect to the music. Um, and we realize that there are many different sectors of this space, right? So if one sector didn't specifically uh, resonate for you, pardon the pun, then go try another sector. There's no one way to be healed and there's not a one specific thing to connect to. You can connect to it all. If you want more information, you can always check out Mark Romero at markromero.com. Check him out on his multiple social media channels. That's it for Man Versus Brand. I thank you all. Have a great day and good night. If this talk just resonated with you or could help someone you know, follow Dion or his guest on all social media platforms. Till next time. And remember, with any business or brand, give it to your heart, make it real, or else forget about it. See you all soon.